Welcome back, everybody, to the RFC Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Zach Thomas. And for this week's episode, we're going to be talking about motion and how motion plays a role in our health, our well-being, our life, and ultimately our quality of life as we age through every stage of our life. Uh, So we're going to be talking about some things that are pretty well known to most people, um, things like physical activity, posture, and then we're going to dive a little bit deeper into uh, the spine, the motion of the spine, and how that plays a role in our health uh, and longevity. So sit back, enjoy this episode, and here we go. I think everybody can agree uh, there's many factors that play into our ability to have a high quality of life as we age and progress through the varying stages of life. Uh, But today's episode, we're going to focus on one of those things, and that is motion. Motion, movement, moving, ambulating, all words to describe one of the unconditional tenets of being a human. As humans, if we are not moving, we are not living. Let me say that again. As humans, if we are not moving, we are not living. Literally, from the time we are developing as babies all the way to the last years, last moments of our life, movement is vital for our health. In our early years, movement is what is giving the brain the information It needs to make the connections that will allow us to grow and develop as we age. As we continue to grow and naturally move more, the movement of our bodies, specifically the spine, is what is giving our brains the information and nutrition it needs to continually function at its best. In turn, the function of our brain is what is dictating the function of every other process in our body. Now, one of the, my absolute favorite things to share in the office with practice members, and I share it regularly, is that 90, 90% of the nutrition and information that our brain needs to function at its very best comes from the movement of our spine. Right? One more time. 90% of the information and nutrition going to the brain comes from the movement of the spine. You see, the movement is not just about staying active to keep the the old LBs from piling on. It's quite literally about allowing the very thing that controls and coordinates every function of your life, that being your brain, functioning at or near 100%. Think about this. At what time in your life do you not need a highly functioning brain and nervous system? Now, I asked that question here and there to people in my office, especially when I'm meeting them for the first time. And it always throws them off, right? Because they're not, it's not a question. Most people get asked, right? So at what time in your life do you need, not need, excuse me, a highly functioning nervous system and brain? There isn't one. Trick question, right? There, You need one at all times, especially if you want to live life to your fullest, right? Whether a newborn just starting the journey of life or someone a little more seasoned, that is looking to thrive during the last years of life, it does not matter. A highly functioning brain nerve system is imperative at every stage of life. Right now, you can't see it because I'm talking to you, but I have life written down in all capitals 
and as an acronym, right? So the period in between each letter, right? I want to talk to you a little bit about that acronym. Um, I first came up with this acronym when I was in chiropractic school and I was giving a talk at a chiropractic seminar in front of a few hundred people. Um, I don't remember exactly the context of what I was talking about and came up with it, but it's still something that I use from time to time to this day, right? So as humans, we either live life, capital, or excuse me, lowercase l, or we can live life, all capitals, right? So to me, there's a difference there. We can just simply live our lives doing our day-to-day tasks, wake up, go to work, go home, go to sleep over and over and over and over again until we take our last breath. Right now, I don't know about you, but it has never been what I wanted for my life. And I think that is where the acronym actually came from uh, originally was me always having this feeling that I wanted to do a little bit more with my life, right? So living life, all capitals and as an acronym, L-I-F-E, stands for living in full expression, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually living very best. For me, that's what I'm striving for, uh, to be so in love with the process and the journey of life that I continually go after what allows for my fullest expression. And deep down, that is my foundational goal for anybody that comes into care at Riker Family Chiropractic is to help them express themselves to their fullest potential in whatever way uh, fits them best, right? Now, I'm not, uh, I'm 100% not saying that working in the proverbial quote unquote nine to five is not living in full expression because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there doing so that are loving their life, living at what they would probably call their fullest expression, right? But I also know that there's a large number of people not. They're stuck in the rat race. At any point, if any of us are stuck, there's a lack of motion. If there's a lack of motion, there's lack of life. I could talk more about a number of different, I could talk about this about a number of different ways, uh, but I'm going to focus on the foundation, right? It will not come as a shock, especially if you've listened to me in the office or have listened to previous episodes here. The foundation that I'm referring to is the spine. As one of the biggest mentors in my life, Dr. Arno Bernier has been known to say, there's nothing more core to a human being than the spine. Every, every other part of the body branches from it and not to mention it completely encases the very structures that allow us to function, i.e. your brain and spinal cord. Quick side note, your spine and your cranium are the only, or excuse me, your spinal cord and your brain are the only two organs inside your body completely encased by bone, which probably means they're pretty important and we should take care of them. Yeah, agree? So back to where I was, um, everything branches from the spine, right? So therefore I find it a hundred percent reasonable to say that the movement and function of spine of our spine is absolutely vital to our life. 
And I'm going to start with some more well-known topics um, around motion and movement. Um, and then I'm going to dive into some that uh, may not be as well-known, uh, but still very powerful topics as it pertains to motion in our life. So to get started here, one of the most common ways that I see people accumulate global a global decrease in motion is posture, specifically, quote-unquote, abnormal posture. Uh, this topic in and, in and of itself could be an entire episode. It probably will be one day. But for today's conversation, we're going to just talk about some, some key points here. First thing, the most common abnormal posture that I see in my office, and I believe is the m- most common abnormal posture that we see as a whole today, is a forward head and rounded shoulders. Uh, so many possible reasons for this, but one of the biggest ones is technology and the amount of time that people spend sitting at a desk because the majority of people uh, working, their jobs that they work, are, are sitting for the majority of the day, right? So that forward head posture and rounded shoulders literally, they found this in, in a study, literally cuts off the amount of air that you can take into your lungs by 30%, right? So you're decreasing your lung volume by 30%, right? With this same posture chronically, the structure of the spine will begin to change. And with that change comes a change in function. Change the structure, change the function. Not to mention that this posture is communicating with your brain in a way that can keep a low level of stress response firing over and over and over and over again. That is what we're going to talk probably more about in the future podcast. But just know, being chronically in this forward head posture, rounded shoulder position, your brain takes that as a safety measure. Because anytime we come in contact with a threat to our life, our livelihood, our well-being, a gut reaction to that is to duck the head round the shoulders to protect ourselves. So being in that posture brought on by various daily activities is communicating to your brain that something is going on stressfully, right? You are being stressed in some way. Um, so that's going to wrap up that first topic. Moving on to the next one, right, um, is another well-known topic, physical activity. I'm going to guess that the majority of you listening to this know that physical activity is good for your health, right? Uh, probably more than good. It's great. It's something that we all need to do. Uh, has been shown in a number of different ways uh, that staying physically active uh, decreases, um, excuse me, increases quality of life and life expectancy, right? If you're physically active longer into the later stages of your life, you're more than likely going to have a higher quality of life because of that activity and that movement. If you have or know someone that has an elderly grandparent and or parent, how do they move? Are they hunched over with a cane or a walker, barely able to move around by themselves? Chances are you know somebody like this because there's a high number of elderly people that do function like this, right? And the chances are uh, that 
they have not been or have not been physically active for many years to end up in that point, right? Um, I know a number of elderly people uh, that do not use a cane, do not use any type of walker, aren't hunched over. Um, and I can say that the ones that I know of that aren't are extremely active. They're out doing stuff almost every day, uh, have, have been active for many, many years. Um, now, some of you probably listening are thinking, my, my grandparents are really old. They aren't supposed to move well. They're old. To that, I give you this. BS. And I say BS because my 88-year-old grandmother is one of the most active people I know. And she still moves very, very well. Especially for somebody at 88 where the majority of her friends... Um, have trouble moving around as much as she does and as well as she does. All right, so I'm going to drop some studies here for you guys. Right, in 2012, um, a man, 101 years old, completed a marathon. So if you don't know, marathon is 26.2 miles. Right, 101 years old. Just last year, 2018, a 73-year-old man bested the 20-year-old record to become the oldest and fastest man to complete a 100-mile run. And he also, he did it in, he un, he did it under the cap, right, which was a 30-hour cutoff. He did it in under 30 hours, which is a long freaking time to run. I don't see myself at any point running that far that is absolutely crazy to me that a 73 year old man could run a hundred miles, but good for him. He's probably been active almost his entire life. And if he hasn't, it's even more awesome, but I digress. There are plenty more examples of people doing these things in their later years of life. If you just go on Google and start typing things in, people are just going to start popping up all over the place. Right. One of the best things to continually do at any age is to use our bodies and more specifically using them to do some kind of weight training, right? So just another version of physical activity. The number one indicator, and if it's not number one, I know it's the top three for life expectancy is the amount of lean muscle mass that we carry, right? And the only way to build, build lean muscle mass is by moving weight consistently, right? So we've talked about posture. We've talked about physical activity. And the last topic I'm going to talk to you about is kind of where we always end up coming back to on this podcast, right? The spine, the brain, the nervous system. It's just that important, right? Like I said earlier in this podcast, there's nothing more core to a human being than the spine. There's nothing more vital to our life than what's inside the spine and inside the cranium. Right? If you want more years to life and more life in your years, making sure your spine and your brain are functioning at their very best is essential. i say that one more time. If you want more years to life 
and more life in your years, making sure your spine and your brain are functioning at their very best is absolutely essential. Receiving a chiropractic adjustment when needed is the absolute best thing that you can do for your spine and nervous system. Your ability to continue to use your body and use it to the best of its ability is going to be greatly impacted by the function of your brain. And one of the best ways to improve brain function and spinal function is by receiving a chiropractic adjustment when needed. Right? And then creating and maintaining an optimal posture is going to lean heavily on your spine and your brain function as well. Right? So receiving those adjustments when needed, improving spinal function is going to improve brain function, which is in, in turn going to improve how the rest of your body functions, which when a body is functioning optimally, the body knows what optimal posture is. So when you are under care, going through care, receiving adjustments, one of the things that I see constantly is people's postures changing. And guess what? My goal isn't to change their posture. It just happens when the brain and the nervous system are free of stress and are able to function from a place of balance, connection, and ease the stress comes off the body and the body naturally will come back to a more optimal posture. Right now, I know I said talking about the spine was going to be the last thing, but I really, I can't help myself. I was getting ready for this podcast and I just kept finding more and more things to talk about. So research is starting to find a correlation between abnormal posture, specifically the abnormal posture that I already mentioned, forward hash posture, rounded shoulders. And neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Now, if we go back to the discussion of um, elderly grandparents or parents, if you know somebody in that elderly, quote unquote, elderly age range, you may start to hear things brought up like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. It is much more um, prevalent now than it has ever been. Right? So if an abnormal posture is creating an environment of stress within your body by communicating to your brain that you are in a protective state, that posture is also creating a change in the function of your spine, aka decreased movement, then that stress state and decreased movement are feeding the brain with bad information, right? Continuously, unless you're getting adjusted. So if you take that bad information that's continually firing from your body to your brain, from your brain to your body extrapolate that out 15, 20, 25, 30 years. What type of function would you expect from a spine that has not been moving well and a brain that has been receiving bad, quote unquote, bad information for 15, 20, 25, 30 years? Not very good, right? Would it be such a stretch to think that a spine and a brain after years and years of decreased function would eventually arrive at a place where quote-unquote normal function is hard to come by. And I propose to you that no, it is not a stretch at all. From the micro level of the spine to the macro level of posture and physical activity, motion is life and life is motion. So closing, I ask you this question again. 
at what time in your life, at what time in your child's life, and what time in your family's life do you, do they not need a highly functioning brain and nerve system? So thank you for tuning in this week to this episode of the RFC podcast. We will be back with our next episode in a few weeks. Look forward to you checking that out in the future. And in the meantime, if you could subscribe to our podcast, rate us, review us. Uh, that way we can get this message out to more people. So again, thank you and have an awesome day. And if I don't get a chance to see you in the office, if you're just listening over the airwaves and podcast land, have a fantastic day and a fantastic week. Much love and much appreciation.